What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the In the Round podcast. You got your boy Matt Burrell hanging out in the Trey Lewis DM Monday Studios, baby. Right in the heart of Music Row. We've come a long way from basements and garages and spare rooms and wherever else we've recorded this thing over the last few years. So thank you guys for tuning in. Today, we have got a very special guest, Miss Megan Maroney. She is badass. She's a great hang. She's incredibly talented. And she's got some new music on the way. So we talk all about that. Before we get to that conversation with Miss Megan Maroney, got to tell you all about our sponsors. Whale Tail Media, they've been with us since the beginning. Whales and Beezy and Gracie, they can take care of you getting hitched. They can take care of you if you're an artist, if you're a business, you're looking for visual content, they are there to help you. So hit them up, whale-tail.com. Also, we've got Saxman Studios, our studio partner here in Nashville, Tennessee, Grady and the boys. Just outside of town in Mount Julia, Tennessee. They have all your recording needs covered. Looking for a dope spot to record? Make some really cool shit. Take your cool shit. Make it even cooler. Hit up Grady and the boys at Saxman Studios. They are there to help. Mitch Wallace, our newest sponsor. He is great. He's a longtime friend of ours. And uh, he is a content guru. TikTok and Instagram are his language. So if you're looking to grow your business social media-wise, hit up Mr. Mitch Wallace, the digital marketing agency. Then last but certainly not least, our friends in the green world, Trailside CBD Emporium, baby. Delta 8, Delta 8, Delta 8. Andrew, he has you covered at our writer's rounds and online. Use promo code ITR at checkout, trailsidecbd.com. Get you that tasty green goodness legally gets you high. Promo code ITR, trailsidecbd.com, save you 20%. Also remember to rate, like, subscribe, check this out on YouTube. We work very hard on this stuff. Shout out to the sweet boy behind the camera making this all happen. And without further ado, going to get into this conversation. Had a blast hanging with this girl. This is In The Round, the In The Round podcast with Miss Megan Maroney. So you moved here when? Uh, I moved here June 2020. So, like, right in the midst of that COVID. That was middle of COVID. Yeah, I graduated from UGA in May. Technically, it was, like, on Zoom. But um, And then as soon, I was, like, begging my parents. I wanted to move in April and actually had an apartment set up. But then all my Nashville people were like, nothing's open. You're going to waste your money. So yeah. I ended up canceling that lease. And then I finally moved in, like, I think it was June 1st, 2020. Yeah. Yeah, and what was that like moving? Because June was a weird time because shit was starting to open up. It right. wasn't open in the rest of the country. It was very, like, incognito. Like. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do this. Like, you had the bars on Broadway that were opening and paying the 15 grand fines because right. they were making 100K a night because we were all going. I was going there too. I'm exactly. sure you were. A lot of us were. What was it like moving up here where it was. Did it uh, feel. Did you get the Nashville experience early on? I did because, like, I feel like that summer, June, July, like, Tinder was popping. It like, was. <laughs> like, um, that's kind of. When I first moved, it was hard to meet people because they tell you, they tell you you got to go out to meet people, and so I'm like going to these regular places to, but it's just the same people going out because you either were going out or you weren't like yeah. you were separated into those kind of people, and I was definitely the people, one of those people that were going out, um, and so I just found it was hard to meet like music industry people, so I kind of June July into the middle of August I was kind of just going out all the time. There's nothing else to do. I was yeah. writing obviously. But um, there weren't any rounds or shows or anything still. Yeah, see, um, we were one of those, like, underground ones. Because Live Oak and us were kind of aligned. We're, we're going to find a way to do this thing, even if we got to end at, like, 10 o'clock. Or, like, it was weird, too, because, like, yeah. the bar's closing early. But I kind of liked that, too, because it was it gave you time to go and hang out with people outside right. of the bars, which is nice. Yeah, I feel like it took me a while to, like, meet uh, music people. Because the people, when I moved there, it was, like, people I knew from college. I was, like, hanging out. Like, my roommate at the time played soccer at Belmont. So I was, like, kind of hanging out with her friends, trying to make music friends. Yeah. Like, um, it was definitely way harder um, during COVID. I feel like when COVID was over or like things started actually opening up, I met more people in like two months than I did yeah. living in Nashville during COVID for six months. You know, <laughs> who were some of the first music people? Because you you're a, you're a, you're a dog. You're a Georgia alumni, so there's a <laughs> lot of you guys and girls right. in this town that come from UGA that come from that that Georgia area. So that's like a common bond. Did you know some Georgia folks right. before you moved up here? Or? 
Yeah, so the the guy who introduced me to a lot of people was John Langston. He's like my older brother, basically. Yeah. And he kind of like, like he introduced me to JD and all them. So then I would talk to JD and JD would introduce, or introduce me to a couple people. So it was like, it was like definitely a slow process. But um, yeah, the Georgia people, I met some people that like, did like merch and stuff it wasn't necessarily like writers yeah um because i wrote a lot by myself until december of 2020 like my december of 2020 was my first official like co-write where it was set up for me was it because you were a little nervous to open up to people was it just you didn't have um, the co-writers like what what was that because i know yeah. a lot of other people that prefer writing by themselves over doing the co-writing um, thing so it like it I sort of started writing songs in college, but I would say that I actually really started writing um, around like May 2020 when I knew I was going to move here. And like I started like actually making time every day to sit down and write. Um, but so that was like basically by myself because there's a music scene in Athens, but it's not really country. Yeah. And I also don't have the personality that just goes up to people and is like, hey, do you write? I write. Hey, like, you know what I mean? Let's, let's write sometime. And the I, classic I, Midtown line. I think that <laughs> was my problem in Nashville, too, is that I'm, like, once you know me, I'm not shy at all, but yeah. I'm definitely not the kind of person that just goes up and is like, hey, I do music. Like, let's write, you know? Yeah. So it kind of took, like, other people being like, hey, you should hear her stuff, and then, like, other people kind of set it up, which I'm not – I wish I was more, like, outgoing about that kind of stuff. But people – I'll be sitting with people for, like, hours before they even know I sing and write. Like, I'm like <laughs> – Yeah, yeah, because you, you're um, – so what did you go to school? What was your major at UGA? Accounting. You were an accounting major? <laughs> what? Yeah, so it, it switched. So I um, – my mom was an accountant, and then once I was born, she became a stay-at-home mom. Apparently, I need a lot of attention or something. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I went to UGA for accounting, and then it's, like, such a long story. I'm about to get so off track, but... Um, you, do, you do you. We're, <laughs> we're here to learn about right. Meg Maroney, so you so go ahead. I took some accounting classes in high school, and I, re I thought I really liked it. It came natural to me, and apparently accounting either comes to you or it doesn't. So I was like, okay, whatever. I'll didn't just, come, definitely didn't come to me. I, <laughs> I know. I was like, I guess it's gonna, I'm just going to be miserable yeah. uh, and work a nine-to-five every day, but whatever. Um, and so I went to UJ to do that, and then I ended up switching my major. Like, I graduated with marketing with an emphasis in digital marketing, marketing, and then I did the music business program at UJ. So that's what I ended up with. But I started as an accounting major. Um, I guess I'm gonna start with the whole sorority spiel. spiel. Yeah, you were big. So, you were a big UGA yeah, so, Greek life. Like I've learned coming from up north, like Greek. There's Greek life up there, but you go to the SEC country. You go, oh, especially yeah. schools in Georgia. Yeah, y'all love your frats and sororities right. for real. I, I know. I, I never even know where to start with the story, but yeah. So I went to UGA. I joined a sorority. Um, I almost went to Kansas State for my high school boyfriend. Wow. Which would have been completely yeah horrible. that's like one of the there's, there's all those smaller schools everybody thinks georgia they think of uga and tech but there's so many yeah, colleges I there just, i with the opportunities uga gave me i'm glad i didn't go and follow a yeah. boy to college but um anyways <laughs> that's, um, so a, I, that's a song right there by the way if you haven't if you haven't written it yet definitely write that shit yeah. <laughs> um so i joined a sorority and um i grew up singing like casually my dad was in a band and my brother played guitar so there's always guitars around my house and like I did the talent shows you know I did the talent show when I was in fourth grade and then I did it again when I was in high school um I would sing at FCA sometimes and I was like forced to but it, and then I did musical but it was never like oh she's gonna she sings and plays guitar and like that's what she does um but I did on Instagram in high school like post some covers of me singing like tequila Dan and Shay yeah. like stuff like that and so when I joined the sorority um, they were like, well, Megan's the country singer just from my Instagram. They're like, oh, she sings country. I'm like, not really, but sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they had this event called Miss Sorority Row where it's basically like a pageant between all of the sororities. And it's like a big deal. They raise a lot of money um, for whatever that sorority's philanthropy is. Um, and no one in our sorority wanted to do it because you had a, there was a talent section. 
And they were like, Megan is the country singer, and Megan sings, and she's a freshman, and we can bully her, basically. Just pushing you out <laughs> yeah, to do Yeah, they're like, it. Megan, it's so not lame. Do it. <laughs> and um, I only did it because they offered me, like, a $100 Chick-fil-A gift card. But I ended up doing that, and I won it. Yeah. Because I sang, like, Strawberry Wine with my dad, and it was kind of just, like, wholesome. So, yeah. Um, so because I won that, then the sorority really went on, like, oh, Megan is the country singer, and she, she sings and performs and stuff. So our philanthropy that spring, like the philanthropy event, um, we were raising money and we had John Langston come play. That was like our concert was the philanthropy event. And we needed an opener because we spent all of our budget on him. Yeah. So they're like, Megan is the country singer. <laughs> and I'm like, aha, yes, I am. Was that your first um, time playing in front of people? Um, yeah, like more than one song. Cause I did like oh, the talent shit. shows and then yeah. like FCA, which like one song. So your first show is opening at UGA for John Langston, who's like a king in Georgia for right. your sorority. That's crazy how that um, happens. And I was an opener, but I played three cover songs. Like I wasn't writing at this point. Like I would just, I sang like strawberry wine, mama's broken heart and like probably another Miranda Lambert song. And that was me opening. And it's funny because at that show, like at the philanthropy event, Chase Rice was there because he's trying to promote his Georgia theater show that was in the next month, like just being telling all the girls, you know, come out, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, buy tickets. Yep. Um, and Chase saw me open for John and was like, you should open for me at the Georgia theater next month. And so a month later, I'm like, that I like I was gonna say no because it's like I can't do that <laughs> like like I can't sing at the Georgia Theater <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was like an outdoor event where I opened for John so it was like still pretty casual um but Chase did say you can open but um you need to have one original song and I was like I gotta write songs he's like well you have a month to do it so figure it out give you some time <laughs> I know I remember calling my parents like so stressed out and I was like they were like are you actually going to do it? And I was like, I feel like I can't say no. Like, yeah. when am I ever going to get to do this again? Like, probably never. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, that's how I, I ended up playing the Georgia Theater Show. I wrote one song called uh, Stay in Memory. So that was interesting. I probably had a 30-minute set, so that's like five or six songs. Um, and then after I played that show, I was like, holy crap, I like doing this. It was a sold-out show at the Georgia Theater. Yeah, it's and, like, not a bad place to play your first gig. <laughs> right. The Georgia Theater is kind of like a mecca. Like, it's right. one of my favorite like, venues around the country. And I was still a freshman at this point, so I didn't really like understand the weight of the Georgia Theater and stuff like that. Like I had gone to some shows there, but um, I... You know, I hadn't been there for that long. So I'm like, yeah. oh, it's just the Georgia Theater or whatever. And then, like, see, when I saw my name up there, they put, like, my name on the thing where it was, like, I was opening for Chase Rice on the whatever it is. Marquee? Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> yeah. Um, so after that, I decided that I really liked doing it. And um, that's when I was like, okay, maybe I shouldn't do accounting. Like, it took a couple weeks of me, like, being, like, holy shit, I really liked doing that. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, yeah, maybe it's time for me to look into changing my major and stuff. And it's actually funny because a lot of people couldn't come to that show because it was during finals week. Uh. And um, for some reason, like, I remember I looked through my schedule and I was like, that's so weird. Everyone has tests, but I don't. Like, that's just, crazy. The stars I just, just aligned. Yeah, the stars yeah. aligned. The stars didn't align because it's next, it's the following Tuesday. I'm going to, like, on the syllabus, just like make sure that I'm going to the right room. And I look and the test was that Friday. Like I missed my whole test. Like oh, shit. I, I straight up just didn't even like, I didn't go. I didn't email my professor, like nothing until the next Tuesday. And I was like freaking out. I like was like, I'm so sorry. Like somehow I got the calendar wrong. Um, and I missed the thing. And because I'm, I was like a really good student. Yeah. I'm a, believe it or not. I follow the rules. Like, when there's authority, I'm so scared of the authority. <laughs> like, like, I don't know what it is about me. But, um, yeah, so I was, like, terrified. And um, because I went to class every day and I was, like, a good student, he let me, like, retake the test and no penalty or anything, which wow. I would have failed. And at, like, UGA, there's, like, yeah. two or three tests, and that's, like, your only grade. So I had, like, a perfect grade in that class, but because I got a zero on the test, I would have failed. <sighs> Damn. Um, so yeah, he let me retake it 
And then I couldn't freak out, though, because I had a freaking astrophysics test right after that. So I'm, like, freaking out having a panic attack because I just missed this test. But then I had another test to go to in an hour. So I was like, okay, don't freak out too much, even though you're going to fail that class. Because if you freak out and you fail this one, too. Then you fail two <laughs> classes, right. and then you're really fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but anyways, that's kind of how I got into doing music and, um, like, you know, getting to open for Chase. And then because that went well... Um, like Bradley Jordan, the oh, yeah. Peace Tree Entertainment. We know, he, we know Uncle Rico. Yeah, Bradley right. Jordan, he's the man. Right. He um, he would hit me up if like like I got to open for Dylan Scott and John Langston. Whenever he would let me open for him whenever he played like first or three. So um, I played like four or five shows at the Georgia Theater throughout college. So that was cool. Yeah, that's not something a lot of kids at UGA get <laughs> to say. And there's a lot of guys and girls that come out of there and do the country music thing. There's a lot of a lot of folks in town right now that right. are UGA alums that. <laughs> didn't get to get those reps at the the place to play one of the places to play in the southeast not just athens or georgia i I think it was smart too promotion wise because like i had the whole sorority like all my friends would come you're gonna sell tickets yeah it was cool yeah that's that's awesome now when did nashville come into play when were you like fuck i gotta get to nashville uh well And and was there another place you were looking before coming here um well until i did the whole music thing i was like i guess i'm just gonna be an accountant and because I am I, like, I do think I'm very hardworking and stuff. So yeah. it's like, whatever I do, it'll be fine. It'll like, I'll work hard at it. And yeah, I might be miserable behind a desk, but we'll figure it out. You know what I mean? Um, and so um, after I played with Chase, I was like, oh shit, I want to move to Nashville. Like I told my parents, I'm like, he told me, he's like, yeah, just drop out, come. He's like, I think you're ready. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, Chase Rice thinks I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so um, I told my parents that I just like probably like threw it out there one day, like, hey, what if I just like didn't finish at UGA and went to Nashville? They were like, yeah, you're out of your damn mind. You're not doing that. <laughs> um, and so from the end of my freshman year, because I was in the spring, finals of my freshman year I kind of from them then on was like I'm gonna graduate and then go to Nashville so then it kind of went to okay what do I need to do to prepare myself to go to Nashville so that's when I was like I got to change my major because I can't be serious about music and also be serious about accounting because they're two very like accounting was like really hard at UGA it's it's hard anywhere honestly (laughs) that's not an easy major like you got to put in work yeah so I was like I can't fully put in work into accounting if I'm having to fully put in work to music so I was like I feel like the marketing and digital marketing thing kind of all like lined up together um because at that time too I was gaining followers from just being in a sorority like yeah that's what people a lot of times will ask where like I got my following from and I think it's not that it's like huge or anything. But no, like, I would say it's bigger than most. You got a lot of people watch a lot of people that see your content on on Instagram and on TikTok too. I, I think it was a lot to do with the sorority though. Like we were posting game day pictures. We were going out like every night. Like in the sorority too, there's like um date nights and like themed stuff. And like we would always go all out and my friend group and I were actually really close. So um, I think people just followed us for that reason. Um, and then it kind of worked out because they were following for the SEC sorority thing. And then I just feel like a lot of that market, they like country music too. So once yeah. I started like doing country music, like, it kind of oh, like, lined up. Right? Oh shit, this girl can sing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that was um, after at UGA. I wanted to immediately move to Nashville my freshman year, but I decided to stick it out. I'm glad I did though because. I wouldn't trade that for anything. It was so fun, like all the games and stuff. And I still feel like – I don't feel like I'm behind or anything now because I didn't move then. Um, I'd probably be more ahead than I am, obviously. Well, I think part of, like, go – because for Nashville, it's a party town. It's yeah. it's turned into now. It used to just be a music town with some drinking. Now it's it's a party. Like we, it's right. with Bachelorette Capital. There's all these conventions. There's this that. So like if you come up here at eighteen, nineteen years old, you're you're trying to do the music thing, but you're partying your right. ass off. Whereas you got a lot of that partying. You got a lot of that growing up in Athens. And then right. you come here. You're, I think you're more focused when you come up here at twenty two, twenty three than you do at eighteen. You know, right. plus you can't get anywhere. You were talking about Broadway. Like <laughs> yeah. it's tough being under twenty one. Fake ID taken. Well, that's what I was saying too. The so my fake ID in Athens, um, they don't even look at it. Like oh, I would yeah. show oh, my yeah. Delta Sky yeah. Miles card that doesn't even have a photo of myself on that's it. Awesome. You just need a rectangular thing to what's hand your, it out. What's to. your top? What's your top bar in Athens? Because I've been a couple times. Uh, silver, silver dollar. Silver, silver yeah. dollar. Well, yeah. that was 
when I was there, which was like two years ago. I think now Bar South is really popular. Yeah. Um, it always wins all the bar stool things. I see it on. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how many bars are in Athens. Oh yeah, Georgia. it's crazy, and that's why it kind of reminds me of Nashville because it's like it kind of prepared me too for the drinking and stuff because like. Um, I'll see people my age who are raging like I did in college, and it's like, they, it's because they didn't get the college experience. I'm like tired of doing that. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, we were doing that like all throughout college, like every day of the week. So. Yeah. So are you are you a Broadway girl? Do you go down the Broadway a lot? I am a Broadway girl. Yeah. Does yeah. it? Do you like the clubs where it's more dancing, or do you like what, what no, is it about it? I like it? Jason Aldean's. <laughs> like, what is it about Aldean's that you like? Um. Because it is a massive bar. It is a really Friggin cool bar. Friggin' play Dixieland Delight, you know? <laughs> like, like, I want to I do the answer. Wanna... You want the callbacks. Dirty, dirty version of Dixieland Delight. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I'm a Midtown girl, too, though. Yeah, well, like you were saying, Tin Roof. Like, yeah. Tin Roof on Sundays. Or Are you a Red Door person? Loser's Red person? Red Door girl, too. I... <laughs> yeah. anywhere, anywhere you can go, you're going to go all the places you're going? Um, I would say, I like... I'm probably more frequently in Midtown, obviously, but I, I don't know. I guess I, I've only been here. I've been here for less than two years, so Broadway doesn't absolutely disgust me. Yeah. Yet. See, for me, like, it was for me, it was working on Broadway for a year, yeah. and I don't drink, so it's like being a sober guy. That's a door right. guy. I was at Whiskey Row, so it's like one of oh, the crazy yeah. bars. Sober on Broadway will do it for you. Sober, <laughs> sober babysitting people and breaking up fights and all the crazy shit on Broadway. I can't imagine because. Yeah, Broadway is definitely like I like going to Broadway for like events and stuff. Like if there's a big game on, it's like fun. But yeah, uh, you know, it's not Tuesday, and I'm like, let's go to Broadway. Okay, okay, See, <laughs> yeah, that's what so I was checking. I, I guess that that's what a Broadway girl is. <laughs> oh, seven days a week, right, like they're yeah. there to see somebody that they because they know the bartenders, they know right. who's playing, like they know all that stuff. No, yeah, I I guess I'm not a Broadway girl then, but, but I on do. The I don't hate like Broadway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you won't be you won't be opposed to it. Um, where for you, or what's the um, or going back to your dad? So your dad was in a band. What was that like growing up around music in that way? Um, I think it's funny because I always tell my dad he brainwashed me. Like I know all the words to James Taylor songs because it's like we raise you on the good shit, right? Yeah. Jackson Brown, like Graham Parsons, like I hear stuff like Neil Young. I'm like, why was it freaking? five-year-old listening to us yeah. like why me as a five-year-old why did I know all the words to the songs but now I'm like thankful because I feel like those like melodies and stuff are engraved in my head so yeah. it's like subconscious and stuff but my dad basically forced me like I'm wanting to listen to like freaking flow rider I don't even know what was around <laughs> when I, like, I'm just thinking like I don't even know Akon or something yeah. and my dad's like let's turn on some Emmylou Harris <laughs> Like, I remember being so embarrassed. I would be embarrassed in, like, middle school because my friends would all get in the car, you know, and he's got, like, his music on, and I'm like, sorry, guys. <laughs> they want to listen to freaking Kids Bob or whatever I was listening yeah. to. Um, but, yeah, my dad grew up, like, I I learned to play guitar um, probably in high school. What was your, you what your first guitar was? Oh, yeah, I do. Because I my dad bought it for me because I was being a sweet, sweet angel. Um, so my first breakup was traumatic. I was, like, 16. I thought, you know, like, first breakups are literally, like, horrible. The um, world is ending, yeah. No, like, I literally thought, like, yeah, the world's not spinning anymore. Um, <laughs> so I was pretty miserable and dramatic. And um, I remember my dad, just to cheer me up, he's like, well, let's go to Guitar Center, like, he always liked taking me in there, and um, at this point, I don't even know if I could play, like, a G chord, too. Like, let's keep this in mind. Yeah. Um, and so uh, he took me to Guitar Center, and, like, they were having this sale. Um, I think it was, like, Memorial Day. Or so. It was, like, something like that where they, like, most of them were on sale. And um, there was this Taylor, the Taylor that I play now, Um I really liked it, and I was like, ooh, I want that one. And it was on sale, so my dad was like, it's never going to be on sale like this again, so, like, we might as well, like, you're really sad right now. You haven't stopped crying in two weeks, so, like, maybe this will be good. Um, they take it to the front, like, wipe it down and stuff, and they're like, oh, this one's not on sale, by the way. So it was, like, way too expensive for someone who can't freaking even play a chord. Yeah. Um, and my dad looks at me, and he could tell I was, like, really disappointed, and he's like, do you really need it? And I was like, it's okay. Um, 
I've got my heart broken once this week. I think I could handle it again. Wow. <laughs> and so he was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, let's get the fucking guitar. <laughs> right. Um, so that's the Taylor that I have now. And um, yeah, that's my first guitar. And then once it was once I actually got a nice guitar, that's when I started. Like the first song I learned was Strawberry Wine. It's like four chords, obviously. Yeah. So, and I found that like once you learn the basic chords, you can pretty much play anything. Yeah. So I would start like trying to play different songs that have the same chords and that kind of thing. So I guess I was like sixteen then. But yeah, I always grew up with guitars. But I, and then I played piano growing up. My parents forced me to do piano lessons like everyone else in America, <laughs> in the world probably. Yeah. Um, and I hated it because I'm like learning jazz in the sixth grade. And I'm like, I want to play high school musical or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, I took piano lessons and then I didn't learn how to play guitar until I was like 16. But my dad always had music around and uh, my brother too, my oldest brother, uh, he's a better player than my dad. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, my, my dad's going to be mad at me for saying that. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, so they both kind of always, like it, those gigs that I was talking about in college, uh, they were my two guitar players. Wow. So, so we it was did like, like a, in a little acoustic trio That's, that's thing. really cool to do that with your family. Like Not really, everybody gets to do that. Yeah. It was cool. It was, it was sad moving to Nashville too because it's like, okay, well, now you got to play gigs. And I'm like. Asking my dad and brother to take off work. <laughs> do you do you play guitar when you go home? Like, is that still something that's yeah. entrenched in the family? Like, oh, yeah. you're hanging out with with like, your dad it and never your brother. Stops. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome though. And it sounds like growing up musical and doing all that. I mean, obviously you said like accounting and this and that, but it seems like you're in the right place. Like, you're yeah, happy with I where feel you're like at. Stuff has just happened, and I'm thankful for it. Um, but yeah, it's. I don't know. I kind of just have always gone with the flow and like do what's working and just like work hard and whatever's working, it's working. And if something doesn't work, do something else. Like, um, but yeah, I really enjoy writing and playing and stuff. Yeah. How often are you writing a week? How often are you trying to write? Um, probably around three to four times a week. Damn. Yeah. You're getting after it. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I, I, well, it's been. Do you go you through know. swings where like you're you're in the zone and you've got your? I mean, a lot of it has to do with life experience where you right. have shit to write about. Or you're going through kind of like a you're feeling a little emo and you're going through one <laughs> right. of those phases. But do you go through that where like you're like I'm gonna drop the hammer. We're gonna we're just writing right now. And then there's other times where right. you're like I want to chill. Right. Yeah. It's definitely comes in waves and stuff. But I always try to even if I'm not in the mood to write, I still try to like play and come up with melodies and stuff. Because sometimes when my life is boring, I'm like, oh, I got to go make some like bad decisions or something. So I can be influenced. <laughs> Time to go down <laughs> these. Like, I'm like, shit, should I text my ex? Like, let's I don't just, have any content. Let's, let's rekindle an old flame for a, for a three and a half minute song. Let's go through a month of drama for three and a half minutes. But it's I, I also, too, I try to write alone because I find it, if I write alone, um, it makes it easier writing with people. Because one thing I hate to do is get in a room with someone and they're like, so what's going on? And you're like, no, no not much. Like, what about you? They're like, yeah, not much. And you I'm just like, sit there. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> like, so I try to, you know, write alone so I can come in prepared. Have you have stuff. you found your, your core of, like, people that you're cool getting vulnerable with and they open up with you? Like, do you have your writers that yeah, you've I'm collaborated with a lot with? Like, expand that group but i definitely have some like a good group like that who, I, who, are some always, of your, who are some of your folks plug some of the friends plug uh, the homies ben williams and uh, Stephen mcmoran there at major bob and yeah. then um mckinsey and micah carpenter they are the shit i freaking love them. they are badass i wrote with ben and micah yesterday actually um but yeah i love them and that's kind of who like every time we get together we're like this shit's gonna slap yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, and they're and are they both out of is Kenzie a Georgia girl as well? Yeah. Uh Kenzie and Micah are both from Georgia. So, so. there's that that connection as yeah. well, which is cool. Yeah, and I used to write with like Ben was my first like when I said my first like co-write that was set up in Nashville was Ben. It was on Zoom. Um and then we just started writing on Zoom a lot and we didn't even meet till like the spring of twenty twenty one. Wow. Um, and then, then I started writing with Micah McKenzie and I was like, wait, we should all write together yeah. because I always write good with Ben. I always write good with you guys. And that's like, like that crew, we wrote hair salon together yeah. and like, I'm not pretty. We have one called nothing crazy. That's like hilarious. Yep, yeah. we, have, we just wrote one called beer hunting. 
Beer hunting? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a Luke Bryan song. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's just always fun with them. Like, it definitely doesn't feel like we're working. Like, the first hour, we're just like, we're going to get kicked out of Major Bob for being so loud. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, just ca- just catching up and yeah. shooting the shit, being a little, being a little rowdy in there. Yeah. Are you, do, do the words usually come first through the melodies, or does it all kind of depend on the day, depend on the weather? Yeah, it probably depends on the day. I try to come up. My biggest thing is the hook. Like, if I don't have the hook and don't understand the hook, I don't even really want to write it. You want you want it to you want it to <laughs> like, hit you. I yeah. want it to hit hard. Um, but there has been some like a song that we just cut called "I Love Me." We wrote the whole thing, and until the hook, we had no idea what we were gonna say. Like, <laughs> just <laughs> like, just going like, along. We going literally along. wrote the first verse, and we were like, "Damn, this is this is cool. This is cool." And then we were like, "Okay, now what do we say?" And that's like, I mean, an example of sometimes it always doesn't happen like that but i prefer to like know what we're gonna talk about yeah and then we can kind of like okay well if the hook says this is that sad because we need a sad melody then you know what i mean yeah (laughs) yeah so you talk about songs that you're cutting and obviously you've got some releases out there now which that has to feel good to have your own songs out there in the world right now um who's producing a christian bush christian bush what's that like well He's great. Yeah. I, um, a guy that's been very influential <laughs> in country music the last 15, 20 years. Like. Right. He's, like, literally one of the most talented guys I've ever met. Like, yeah. when he starts working, I just, like, my jaw was on the floor the first time I saw him, like, play mandolin. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. Um, but so I met him. I was in the music business program, and they, like, required you to get an internship. Um it, my first internship, I worked at the Classic Center. It was like a nine to five. I had to wear business professional stuff, and I basically did everyone's like bitch work. Yeah, <laughs> like, like the stuff that they didn't want to do. They're like, like sure, you do it. And it was like I wasn't. It wasn't paid, but be, I am also. I have a hard time saying no to people. So if someone's like, do this thing that's going to take you five hours, even though you have four tests tomorrow, and that you're not even getting paid to be here, and you technically don't have to be here, but we know that you'll do it. So here. <laughs> Um, so that was horrible. Second internship, um, was with Christian Bush and his brother, Brandon Bush. They have like a publishing, um, label type thing out of Atlanta. And so I interned with them. And so that's how I kind of met him. And I I was mainly working with Brandon though, his brother more. And I literally didn't even mention that I sang or anything to them because I was like. They just thought you were a music business Right. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like there to work, obviously. So I'm not going to be like. I freaking, I remember walking in and there's a Grammy on the wall and I was like, <laughs> where the fuck am I? Yeah. yeah. I was like, Oh God, I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I finished the internship, I guess that was like around graduation. It's so like May or April or May. I was probably done doing that. And then I moved in June and then June, July around probably August. I reached out to Christian and Brandon was like, I'm having a hard time meeting people. Like, is there anything? Like, by the way, I moved to Nashville and I write songs and sing. <laughs> um, could y'all help, like, in any way? And they kind of acted as mentors. And then we ended up cutting What's Out Now, which is uh, Wonder and Haven't Met Yet. Yeah. And um, That melody of wonder, it just sticks <laughs> in your fucking head. But I hate you for that, but also, like, good shit. Like, that's what you want. But as a music listener, it's like you can't get that. that dun, dun, yeah, dun, dun, we kind of just recorded it because I was like, I guess I need something so that I can. Because at the time, too, it's like when you're trying to meet someone, they're like, okay, send over stuff. And I'm like, if all I have is, like, a shitty work tape of, like, something, it's hard you know, I mean, like, work tapes are fine, but yeah. I wanted to come a little more professionally. You want the polish <laughs> right. in there, yeah. Um, and so they helped me do that, and then I put it on TikTok, and the wonder thing, it, like, got really popular. So I was like, yeah. oh, shit, I have to put this out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, that wasn't ever, like, we didn't really have a plan with it. I, f- like, it was kind of, like, I was going to just figure it out first before I decided I wanted to put anything out. I actually thought Haven't Met Yet was going to be my first single. Yeah. And I posted Wonder on TikTok just to say, like, hey, um, I'm just going to, like, post this to hold you guys over. But there's actually a different song coming. And then when Wonder blew up, I was like, if I don't put out Wonder, people are going to be pissed off. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're waiting on Wonder. Well, we see that, too. I mean, I'm working with working with Trey Lewis. I'm very close with, like, Ella Langley, like a lot of right. other artists right now. Like, TikTok is kind of a deciding factor. You post something on there it's and hard. it blows up. And even if it's not, even if it's a different direction, right. than what you're going to, you could post a demo or just you sing an acoustic. And I know you have videos like that. Right. I've seen them where you're sitting in your, you're sitting in your apartment, you're playing. And then and they're like, when is this coming out? I'm like, I just wrote this today. I just wrote this today. I've, I've, I've paid money to record three other songs. Like I've got these. And right. And it <laughs> takes a long time. And even if you're yeah. on top of your shit, it's like, well, now I have to shoot the cover art. And now like, it's yeah. just like, 
people I have on to TikTok upload don't everything. understand. Yeah, but but at the same time, it is it is so cool that it's another way of discovery for artists like yourself yeah. that don't have the label thing going right now, that don't right. have all that big backing. Like, in fact, there could be hundreds of thousands of people, or in some case, some videos, millions of people that hear your original music. That's pretty right. sick. That that's kind of like with what happened with Wonder. Is I had never had a million next to anything on my name. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, I think that one got like over three million. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, oh crap. And all the reshares. It's like, and it's it's hard and to people using the sounds. That's like, a big thing. Yeah, too. right. For me, I had Instagram, but nowhere near three million people. So yeah. it was like, oh, I saw a lot of comments being like, I'm looking for you on Spotify and I can't even find you because at the time I didn't have anything. And so I kind of did wonder as to capitalize on like the people I was like, if I'm going to post on TikTok, I at least need to have a page they can go follow or something. Like I know that this isn't like, this isn't exactly what I'm trying to do, but if I can like give them something, they can at least yeah. go find my name and it can start to be like name recognition of like, cause it, uh, January of 2021, I ended my like influencer contract thing that I had. So oh, I was, you had a contract for that? I was gonna yeah, get I had into as I know nothing about that world at all. <laughs> I follow plenty of influence. I have, I don't understand. Like it's just not something that I'm familiar yeah. with. They make you sign a contract for that? Well, I had an agent. Um, that kind of got me the deals, and I had to give them a percentage of whatever I oh, made. Oh shit! But yeah, I w the influencer thing um, was just like a lot of work, and I didn't want to be like I wanted to be taken more seriously, you know. I didn't, Especially and, for music, you know, if that's like what you're in music. To do. Yeah, I. It was so hard though because it's so, it's stupid money for what you have to do. Like, you know, you and post free shit I, and trips and I this freaking, and that. I know free. You get free trips. You get all this stuff. I post one picture and pay off my rent for the month. It's like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, but I like I fortunately I saved up a lot of that stuff. And then I just ended my contract because I was like, I can't um, I can't do both. And how, I would want to take how, music how, more seriously. How long were you doing that influencer thing? Um, I did that all through. Well, it started in college and I got an agent. That whole year of COVID, or it was like, I think it was only like a six month contract maybe, but it was during the COVID thing where nothing was happening. Cause I was like, I need some way to make money. And you know, if I have to smile with some freaking hairspray, yeah. like, <laughs> Hey, it's better than having a damn OnlyFans or something, right. you know, they're, they're different things. Right. Um, but I definitely, I saw how it was like kind of damaging to the, okay, is she an influencer? Is she a music person and I that when I started writing like better songs I'm like I don't want to have I don't want there to be any confusion yeah. here <laughs> like um but I, I'm sure I'm gonna start picking up deals like with Bud Light again like I used to work with them and I feel like that's pretty on brand yes, like yeah with the whole music thing like being able to do stuff like that but um it was definitely hard to be like I'm not doing that anymore because I used to just be able to I had so much freedom with what I wanted to do and yeah you know, like recently all my friends just went on this trip to LA and I'm like, I can't go because I just, I don't have the influencer money that my, a lot of my friends are influencers. Um, and so I'm like, yeah, I will be passing on that. Yeah. One. Yeah. What's, what's it like to, um, what are, what were some of the struggles of doing that stuff? The influencing? Yeah. Or was it really just a pretty cush gig? If you're not, if you're um, not the music thing, you think you keep doing it? I mean, it? yeah, it was, it was fine. I personally didn't like it because like, it just is not me. Like, yeah. To stand like being like, try these CBD drops and use my code for fifteen percent. Like I just, I didn't like doing it. It would put, it would literally put me in a bad mood, and I would like find myself. I would be like, why am I like in such a bad mood over this? This is so easy, but it's like I literally hated doing it. So, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that kind of that ended in twenty twenty one, and then my wonder came out February twenty twenty one. So, and that's um, when the shift. So that's really when, yeah, that's in. when I started to be like, okay, I can't do this influencer stuff. I'm going to do this. Um, I'm going to release Wonder and then I release Haven't Met Yet. Th those were kind of like TikTok things. And I'm thankful that TikTok can, uh, you know, like get your stuff out to so many people. Yeah. Like it's their algorithm is just so different from Instagram where um, it's definitely beneficial, but I Instagram, don't think it's everything. Yeah, and Instagram changes theirs a lot, don't they? Yeah, Instagram confuses me at this point. Like, I just kind of post whatever on there. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, I feel like, I mean, like, you do too much music stuff, and then it, your algorithm gets messed up. You do too much lifestyle stuff, and then people want more music stuff. It's just like, I just post whatever is happening in my life, really. <laughs> Hell like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no. Um, for you, what have some cool Nashville moments been? 
Um, Nashville moments. Like moments since you've been in, you're like, damn, I'm happy I'm here because I couldn't have this happen anywhere else. Um, well, when was that? The, the, the round where oh, Miranda yeah. was in there? Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was cool. That was what? That was Jan- January, maybe? I think it was um, January. January, yeah, I think it so. It was towards the end of January, yeah. So That was freaking cool. So, yeah, that and what's wild about that, too, is how Miranda Lambert ended up at Live Oak that night. <laughs> Do you know who Party Marty is? Have you met him before? Uh-uh. He's one of the wild, great dude. Love him like a brother. He's like he's like that crazy cousin that you're like, hell yeah, he's going to be at Thanksgiving. It's going <laughs> to yeah. be rowdy. That's Party Marty. I've DD'd his ass around all over the place. <laughs> so he plays, he's really good at golf. So he golfs, um, over, he golfs with like John Daly and a lot of people over at um, Old Hickory. So he's become boys with Miranda's husband. So he and he was playing that night. He was like, yo, y'all should come out. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to bring Miranda with me. I was like, oh shit. Like, do I got to put him in like a private table or whatever? And they just sat at the bar and chilled. And she loved your shit. That was what the coolest thing was. I wanted to make sure we got her like up front. She was like, I want to watch the writers. I want to see the yeah. music. And that, I remember you being like, oh shit, Miranda Lambert's right over there. What do I do? Bro? Dude, I was freaking out. And I didn't, I wouldn't even look at her because I was so nervous. Yeah. Was like, <laughs> She's front row. I can't even look front in row. that general yeah. area. Yeah. She dug, yeah, she dug, cool. she dug your shit though. I uh, remember she wait, she, she like, she pointed at you. She walked right. Out. I, I saw her when she left, but during when I was singing and stuff, I'm like, I can't look. <laughs> yeah. Do you have, was, was stage fright ever a big thing for you? Like not even thinking about that moment, but like um, for, your first rounds in Nashville, what were those yeah, like? Yeah. It was more just intimidating because it was, you know, just being the new kid, you know, yeah. and just not, and I was used to any gig I played having my dad and my brother with me. So then it's like, you go here and I'm like playing by myself. That's when I like had to learn to get more comfortable just playing me and a guitar. Um, but I mean, state, I don't know. I feel like I've never been, um, too afraid to be on stage ever. What was your first um, whiskey jam like? Cause you've done uh, a couple of them now. My parents were there. Yeah. My parents were there. That was cool. It was really fun. Um, it's whiskey jam is just like everyone says it. Like you go up there and then it's like, what just happened? You get off stage. Like you what just happened? You, you can't hear shit. <laughs> yeah, it's raw. Can't. The crowd's right on right. you. Right. It was really fun though. I remember it being packed and stuff and all my friends were there. My friends were there wearing my merch and stuff. So it was like, <laughs> yeah, was I think cool. I remember seeing yeah. that. Yeah. And my whiskey jam was my first show in Nashville. My first full band show ever. Um, my first show since COVID and it was first whiskey jam. So it was like cool to be able to do all that the same night. So that was like, I was, I was probably really nervous, but I don't really remember. I try to play it off. Like I'm not nervous. <laughs> you do a good job of it. I don't, I don't, I don't see you at, at live Oak or see you at whiskey jam where I'm like, Oh, this girl's nervous. Cause you, you can tell when some people are nervous, but you, you hold your shit together. Really I try. Well. I try. You do a good job. Uh, sure, work. I don't always, but <laughs> no, I won't. We, we all have, we all have our, we all have our moments. So what do we got going on in 2022? I've seen some studio teasing on the gram mm-hmm. where you're like, Hey, I'm in this, like, like, Hey, right. I'm in the studio. Um, so I cut six songs. Wow. That's yeah. a, as an EP, as singles, what are we thinking? Allegedly an EP. Allegedly. I'm not going to Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, guys. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. I cut six songs. Um, and then, uh, I mean, I don't think this is really a secret, but my first single will be Hair Salon. So Let's I feel go. like that's the one everyone's waiting on. Why, why so. that, why that one? Is it just because of the buzz TikTok, or what? Just on both. The videos, I I mean, I think the first one I posted has over a million now, and then the other one has, like, over three million. And it's, like, those are the only two videos I've posted of the song. So I can't – I get, like, harassed, too. People in my DMs are, like, stop posting pictures of your life. We want hair salon. I'm, like, okay. <laughs> wow. I know, or someone sent me a DM. Uh, I need to do the mean DMs where it was, like, are you going to release your songs or just let your career slip away? I was, like, Okay. Like guys, I'm working I'm, on it. We're like, working on it. I promise <laughs> this shit doesn't happen overnight. I'm not a SoundCloud rapper. Like, what do you want from right, me? Right, and that I think I learned that about TikTok with my first two releases. Is like I felt really pressured that when they got popular on TikTok to like get them out as soon as possible. But like even Wonder, I wanted to redo the vocals. Like I wasn't happy with it before it even came out. And like all, I feel like all artists are like they eventually get tired of their songs and yeah, they you want. Could, you're gonna be your own right. biggest critic. Like that's right. part. I of didn't it. even like it before we put it out though. So really, now I really yeah. <laughs> like I love the song. I just wish we would have had more time to like you know change the things I wanted to change about it. 
Um, so that's like with Hair Salon and these new songs, I'm like, have really taken my time because yeah. I know that people are harassing me on social media to <laughs> release them. But um, hopefully they'll be patient and wait because I want to make sure that they're like the best they can be rather than just being like, it blew up on TikTok, so I got to get it out as yeah. soon as possible. Has your TikTok following crossed over to Instagram and vice versa? Have you seen um, that it where, does, it crosses, yeah. where it's crossed over a lot? Because I find like that's like I know people that have hundreds of thousands of followers on TikTok, but they're still working on getting that crossed over to Instagram. Right. I think Instagram is definitely harder to gain followers. I don't know why. I don't know why it's like that. But um, yeah, it's I mean, I notice if like a like a video does good on TikTok, I notice like it translates to Instagram followers. Um but it's definitely not as much. Okay, <laughs> like yeah. Like Instagram's algorithm, or TikTok's algorithm yeah. is just better. What do you prefer going live on? Because I feel like TikTok... I've never gone could... live on TikTok. Really? I should, though, yeah. You, sh you should do that, because yeah. I have friends that, that do that, and they people go nuts. And that's going to be people that are there for your music. Right. Which and is the crowd you're looking for. Yeah, that's what... It's been... Um, there was definitely a time when I stopped doing the influencing thing that people stopped fault. Like there was like a weird, like slow period where I noticed like I wasn't gaining any followers and like people were unfollowing and, and then more people started following because of my music and that kind of stuff. Just cause like I went from being this like college sorority girl yeah. to now I'm going to be posting me singing all the time. And I understand that not everyone that wants to see a sorority girl might want to see the same sorority girl yeah. with a guitar. So yeah. um, once I like kind of switched over though, now it's like fine. People kind of, that's my brand. I mean, like people go to my Instagram and they're yeah. not confused on yeah, what's I going think, on. I think you do a very good job of mixing in a little bit of like what you're doing on the weekend with your friends and then the new shit you've got coming music wise. Like I see what I see what's on there. It's tough yeah. to do because it's sort of all strategic, but it's. Isn't it annoying that social media's got to be strategic like that? It is like, annoying, like, yeah. like most people, they just got to sit back and... I do. Just, I try not to pay post, too much attention yeah. to it, though, and stuff. Like, I don't care about what time of day I post. And, like, like I post some dumb shit on my stories. <laughs> like, this is Sweetie Pie's story that I did hey, the other day. Yeah, your, your dog. My dog, your yeah. Dog. What's the dog's name? Henley. Because Henley? After Don Henley. How, how, old is, how old is he now? Um, He's got to be... I bet he's probably like 14 weeks. Is he up here or is he back in Georgia? He's in Georgia, but my I'm playing around this Saturday, which I it's like the only Saturday round. Yeah. And so my parents are coming, so they're bringing him. Oh, so awesome. There you go. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Um, what, have you been out doing, a, like, have you gone out on Done the Road thing yet? I think I saw you did some stuff over the summer, right? Um, or was it the early fall, maybe? I did. I'm trying to think. Like, I probably did do stuff in the summer, but I did. I went on a run in. Um, November, the beginning of November. So that was. Where was that at? Um, Birmingham and then Picayune, Mississippi. I feel like I played somewhere else too. And I oh, and then I went to Georgia. <laughs> um, but yeah, it all was, kind of blends together. <laughs> I know. Once. I'm like, yeah. uh, where where in Birmingham were you? The Finnick. Okay. See, a lot of people have been talking about the Finnick, like because the, the crowd is kind. The crowd's pretty fun. Yeah, and they um. It, I thought the ticket sales and stuff like that, like we got paid a pretty good amount because yeah. it's by like, like if you keep, they told me to, I could play like 30 more minutes and I'd make like X amount more. And I was like, hell yeah, I'll do it. I'm yeah. like, we'll freaking play strawberry wine 10 more times. <laughs> like, yeah. If we have to. Um, but yeah, that was cool. That's like a newer spot. And they had like my country set. It was like a full band thing. And then they had a DJ coming after. So it was like, it was just, cool. It was just, like a good spot for just party after, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Birmingham knows how to throw down a lot. And that's something that's cool too that you'll get to see as you as you keep growing. Cause I have a feeling you're gonna be out on the road quite a bit this year. Like it's it's Hopefully. all it, no, no, it's it's all it's all happening, you know. <laughs> you got the songs, you're a freaking badass person, and the connect like the southeast, there's so many places to play that are all right. within driving distance and being a Georgia girl, like you're yeah. gonna you're gonna get out there and rock it. Where's some places that you wanna go? Like where's a place you haven't been before that you'd be like, it'd be cool to play music there. Um, well I've literally only ever played in like Georgia. And then here a little bit, and then that one place in Mississippi. I like I don't know. I I want to go to like more college towns like Alabama. Like, you want to go to Tuscaloosa? Like Tuscaloosa and even like Auburn. Like I feel like those would be Sky really Bar fun. is. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been to Sky Bar. Yeah. It's it's a time. <laughs> as a drinker, not as a player. Yeah, it's, I've <laughs> I've been as a babysitter, and it is quite the experience. A sweet boy can tell you, it is Sky Bar is quite the experience. Um, My friend almost got in a fight there. Really? Yeah. 
But it's because Georgia was winning and she was being obnoxious. Oh, uh, she was that loud now, bulldog. Yeah, fan barking at people. Uh, bar- oh, like, what's the Georgia bark sound like? Is it like? Oh, oh I'm not doing that. You're not doing I'm it. I'm not. If I was intoxicated. If you were intoxicated, you would do it. No problem. <laughs> no problem. Uh, was it's pretty? Are you are you big into sports? Like, do you follow the Georgia, stuff? Georgia. I mean, Georgia football. Yeah. Georgia football. You don't. You're not a big. Um, bra- are you a big Braves girl? Like um, a root for them, I but... care to an extent. Okay. <laughs> like, so if I, I s- had a team, it would be the Braves. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of professional athletes are me. Me? Why? Me. Why do you say? Why? Boys suck. Oh, That's oh, all oh so you're. Oh yeah, because you know, you know it as an inf- You know, yeah. you know professional athletes are different than. I'm like, right. that, I'm like that guy can hit the hell out of a baseball. You're like yeah. that guy's a dick. Some, <laughs> some sports I'm just triggered by. Oh, so baseball players are they your least favorite? I've only ever dated baseball players. Yeah. Oh, um, you're a cleat chaser. I feel like the cleats chased me. Oh, and you just you just entertained <laughs> right. the offer. Oh but, shit. Um, yeah, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Those are my old days. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, go Braves. Go Braves. But for you being a Georgia girl, um, obviously being an alumni, like all that. Yeah. What, what was it like to see the Bulldogs finally take down the it was big bad wolf? Awesome. Yeah, I that was a good night. I missed the first half of the game because I was playing at the listening room. But as soon as we left, we went to losers and watched the rest. And I, it was great. I loved personally at the very end, like the last 30 seconds when Alabama just falls apart. So I'm like, that's usually us. Yeah. And then they pan over to the Alabama fans that are like, and they're all crying. And I'm like, that's usually us. That's what we've been <laughs> so, looking like for the last 25 <laughs> fucking years. Right. Yeah. They find all the girls that are crying in the stands. And I'm like, that's usually us. So it's really nice to be on the other side of it for once. Yeah. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Cause it's, I was going to say, it's been a great year to be a Georgia sports fan oh, between yeah. the Braves, between the dogs. And it was, it was funny stuff. too. Cause I wrote a song called God plays a Gibson and I wrote the chorus. Uh, we didn't finish it till after they had won, but I wrote a chorus the morning of the national championship. And it was, it was like, basically like you're saying, it's like, I bet God drives a Silverado, but his house, it's on some land. And this year it's pretty clear. He's a Georgia Bulldogs fan. So I wrote that before we even won. And then I like, I called my mom and I was like, I think I might've just jinxed Georgia. And she was like, you better stop that. <laughs> like my mom is the biggest <laughs> Georgia fan. Like if we start losing, my mom goes to bed and won't talk to us all wow. the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I'm glad I didn't jinx Georgia. I think I might have manifested that for them. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Sounds like you deserve a championship ring. Right. You know, we got to I know. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I have the work tape uh, timestamp, too. So it's like I've got my. Have you proof. put that video up anywhere? Uh, it's on my Instagram, but I didn't post on TikTok because I I, I'm scared to post new songs that I didn't cut on TikTok because people then people. Why are, like, are you scared, though? Because then it just makes them ready for more shit. Like I'm just. Is there, this is there, new stuff is coming pretty soon, so I've kind of just put a hold on the songs that I've been writing super recently, just because I don't want to make anyone really angry. Because you can, I can tell. Like I posted hair salon, um, that was probably like September, maybe. It's only been since September, and people are freaking out. Like, where yeah. the fuck is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But but at the same time, I mean, it's that's a good problem to have. That means people it are is, like yeah. they're they're ready for your shit. <laughs> Yeah, I'm grateful that people are waiting, but it's definitely like anytime I post anything, I get where's hair salon comments and my DMs are just like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh my God, okay, I'm trying. What's up? What are some of the wildest DMs you've gotten since moving to Nashville? Or were they wilder when you were doing the influencer thing? Um, probably wilder during the influencer stage. Um, just some weird stuff. Like, I've like they want my socks and they want your socks. They want yeah. They want my clothes. I'm like I get scared posting on Poshmark that because I'm like what what's if, what's Poshmark? I don't know. Poshmark's what that is. like where I sell my clothes. Like I just do like a closet clean out and I'll like sell it. And I'm like oh, just okay. scared. This gonna be like some creepy man that like <laughs> buys it. And then yeah, I'm just like <laughs> it's like a lot of like older men that really come with some crazy dms i get asked on a lot of dates via dm some of them are really polite um but that's just not really my from people that live here in nashville or everywhere but yeah in nashville too. they're like if you say yes i'll fly to nashville i'll take you to dinner like that kind of shit like that yeah it's interesting 
Um, Do you have people that like, because like, again, the influencer thing mixed with the mixed with the artist thing was when you first moved up here, were there weird people like bumping into you at bars or like things like that? Um, there's always weird people at bars. Like <laughs> I told it to do to the bar the other day that I was engaged because he wouldn't leave me alone. So it's like, you got to go out and get your like a little like, cheapy ring. Like, yeah, well, he is like, well, where's your ring? And I'm like, I don't wear it on Broadway. Like, I can't lose it. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's, hey, that's a good out right there. Look at you. I know. I'm like, I am a faithful woman. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like at this point I just try to, um, make them suddenly uninterested. Yeah. Because <laughs> the thing is, too, you're out with, like, your girl gang, like, yeah. all you guys, and a lot of them are still influenced. You come from that life. Y'all are very, very young, attractive girls out there just having a good time, not wanting to be bothered. Right. And then you find Some the people weirdos. are, like, fun and stuff, but some people are definitely creepy. I've learned that out of all my friends, I'm definitely the one where I don't think we owe the creepy man that won't leave us alone anything. Yeah. Like, they're, like, still talking to him, and I'm like... Guys, there's, let's wrap it up. Here. There's there's let's fifty <laughs> there's fifty bars on the street. And also, as a former bouncer, you mentioned there's a guy being weird. We'll get him the <laughs> fuck out. We'll take right. pleasure in getting him out. Right. Of it. We'll we'll be the hero for a second and get him out. Exactly. Of there. I I try to just be as nice as I can about it, but they get the point that it's like we are not interested. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm like the guard dog of the friend group. Yeah. Yeah. Now some quick Nashville uh, questions. Uh, favorite Mexican place? Because I've learned. There, or are you not a big Mexican uh, person? No. I was going to say, I feel like you have to be. You're from Georgia. You guys right. love your Mexican food um, down here. Let me think here. I really like Taqueria del Sol because that's a, um Athens thing. I used to go like three times a week. So it's like a taste of home that yeah, they right, have it up yeah. here? Yeah, right, um, yeah. But I also really like St. Anejo because of the, the queso place, there slaps. Place, a place is And I get the um, cilantro, lime, steak, tacos <laughs> wrapped in lettuce. <laughs> Fancy. Oh, it's very. Or they're like little <laughs> lettuce cups. Yeah. It makes you feel like you're being healthy after you just downed a whole thing of queso. Yeah. It's all about balance, you know? Yeah. All about balance. It's like I'm literally eating lettuce. Yeah. Your, your drink of choice. You're out at Tin Roof. Are you a pipe bomber? Oh, I'm a pipe bomber. Always. I. That's my problem is I can't say no. And if someone, I'm always like, oh, you want to take a pipe bomb with me? Do you think you can do it faster than me? <laughs> oh, you got me on that one? I got you on this next one. And then you right. end up four, round, you end up four um, bombs deep. I would say my go-to drink if I'm out is a Casamigos soda lime. Um, it's it's safe. It's uh, you can drink it in large quantities. <laughs> so you're a big. Have um, you been to the? There's a tequila bar I think down this way now. Oh really? Or over there? It's called Nada or something. I drove past it the other day and it looked. It's just a wall of tequila, like oh, from shit. the window. So that might be a place I love to check tequila. out. Yeah. I'm, obviously, I'm not drinking nothing. I'm right. I, I'm California sober, <laughs> so we 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 do what we do, but can't exactly, exactly. go to a bar for that. Um, yeah, but I do like spicy margs and stuff, but I can't really drink those. I, like I can probably have one of those, and then it's like, okay, that's enough. Yeah, where's like one of your hidden gems here in Nashville? Like a spot. Uh. Not trying to get you to put out all your secret spots, but we all have them here in town. I'm, I'm trying to think. I kind of go to the same spots. Or so. even if it's outside of town a little bit or something over in east um, or north or south. or. Oh, Hidden Gem. I mean, I don't know if this is hidden or not, but Wild Wasabi. Where's that? Uh, it's hidden. Exactly. It's fucking that's great. Hidden, fucking hidden to me. Um, it's a sushi place that's like next to the Gibson store, like towards downtown. It's like in between the Gulch and downtown-ish. Um, but there's, it's my favorite sushi in Nashville. Wow. And I, I would choose it over Virago and over like the fancy oh, nice shit. places. It's like okay. you sit at the little, like, there's like little wooden tables. Like they have it like Steve Eby's. You know, it's like you like you you'd go in and you're like, yeah, this place isn't gonna be good. It slaps. Yeah. Do you um do you fuck around with hot chicken at all? You're talking about spicy marks. So I'm um, thinking that's a yes. I not really. To be really? honest, really, I like spicy chicken sandwiches from Chick Fil A, oh, yeah, but not really. Extra, extra pickles, right? Extra pickles. Extra pickles. <laughs> extra pickles. <laughs> yeah, but um, hot chicken is. I feel like it's really heavy, and I just don't eat. Heavy things heavy like things that. Heavy things like that all the time. See, yeah. coming from New if York. If I was like super hungover, then it'd probably be good. Yeah, see, coming over, coming from New York, all we eat is heavy shit. <laughs> Bagels, pasta, pizza, sandwich, <laughs> pot roast, this, that. Wait, the other I wanted thing. to Lasagna. try that uh, pizza place that you posted that you said it was like it's only open certain days. I would say right called? right now, you guys probably, if you, I don't know what you're doing after, you guys probably have time to, to go down there. It's on um, Elm Hill Pike. It's called Joey's House of Pizza. It's real. It's four, four people in there. It's a mom, 
uh, the old lady, her daughter, her son, I think their nephew, and they're all from Brooklyn. And it's Joey's oh, House so it's, of Pizza. It's Slops. Joey's yeah, House yeah, of from, Pizza. They're open from 11 to 3. Uh, no free ads, of course. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> look, I have a little bar stool reference in there. Um, they're open, I think it's like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Like they're only open Holy three crap. days a week for four hours because they. Oh, they they're move. that good. <laughs> it's, it's really good. And they've got like the chicken parm and the eggplant, like everything in there right. if you want it. But just go in there, get a slice. A, I'm excited. I talked to you about Federici's before too, right? That <laughs> place in Freehold, New Jersey. Yes. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. like big pizza girl. Yeah, because like, I have because that's an interesting thing too. Like I found that out. I think your mom had come up to one of the rounds yeah. and had told me that they that your family's originally Jersey yeah. folks, and I have family from right over there. And I used to work cool. and live in Jersey, so. I think you made the good decision. I'd say growing up in Georgia and growing up in Jersey. I love Jersey, but Georgia's pretty fucking cool. So yeah. you definitely lucked out. Yeah. Do you like uh, Five Points Pizza? It's all right. See, I'm out I'm out um, in Hermitage. So we've got Sal's and we've got Salvo's. And McElwain's had it. Sweet Boy's had him a bunch. Salvo's like undercooks it, so I have to like throw it in the oven. I'm like, I'm right. a pizza snob. Being I always tell them to make it crispy because no one ever gets it. And I'm like, no, I want it to be black on some parts. Yeah, you want black <laughs> crust. You want to be able to bite in the pizza and fucking feel a crunch. And you got When you I gotta... fold it, I want a nice, like yes, a, a yes. firm crust. Yes. You're going to love Joey's then. <laughs> Joey's House of Pizza is the spot, the spot for you all to go and check. Yeah. Um, so where can people go to follow you and all, all that fun stuff? And do we have an idea of when hair salon is going to be coming? Um, hopefully April sometime. Okay. I would say April, but, you know, who knows? Um, you can follow me at Meg Maroney. It's just, I think it's just Meg Maroney on everything. Yeah. M-E-G-M-O-R-O-N-E-Y. Do you prefer Meg or Megan? I prefer Megan, but someone stole the handle at Megan Maroney. Oh, no. So when I made my Instagram, like, in high school or so, that's what I had to do. So then people started calling me Meg. No one's ever called me Meg. But now people do because it's yeah. my Instagram. But, yeah, I don't really have a preference because now I'm used to it. But yeah. it's Megan. All right, awesome. Well, <laughs> Megan, thank you, for, thank you for joining us. You guys make sure to uh, follow Megan Maroney um, and be on the lookout She's got a new single coming. She's got some badass songs out right now. But be sure, don't just um, don't just wait for it and pre-save it, but also pre-order the shit on iTunes because artists make more money off it that way. Get it up towards the top of that chart. And, uh, yeah, show some love to our girl, Megan Murray. Thanks for hanging. Really, Thanks I really appreciate me. it. Shout out to the sponsors, as always, guys. Whale Tail Media, Saxman Studios, our boy Mitch Wallace, the digital marketing agency. And then, of course, our friends in the green world, because we're California sober, um, Trailside CBD, that tasty, legal Delta 8 THC gets you high. It's great. 20% off with the promo code ITR. Y'all go check it out. Remember to rate and subscribe. Follow Meg and uh, all that good stuff. We will see you next time. This has been the In the Round Podcast.